Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. As we were pointing out the scarcity of investments in AI, things started to move last week, Nick. So we had a little episode with a, with a commentary on how AI was slowing or apparently slowing. Then this week is kind of the, the change of pace that we, we kind of called and we wanted. So that's, yeah. uh, I thought it was, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, Jack, uh, the government was listening. Uh, I agree. They, they I agree. heard us very well and they decided to move. To make they it took move. our recommendation. We, we, we are yeah. becoming very powerful. I'm very, very proud of us. Also. Yeah, you know the hidden powers. Uh, so that, that's us. Here we are. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the uh, Italian AI founder, which was announced back in May 2023, um, claiming of a strategy of about like 600 million deployed overall uh, for basically the next years. Um, what is interesting is that uh, the fund will begin with 200 million from the government and it will be managed by CDP uh, Venture Capital SGR. And of course, the aim is to expand the strategy, support AI all across Italy. Uh, what I thought particularly interesting in this case was the strategy of the fund. And uh, there are a few points that I think are, wor- are worth uh, mentioning. And, uh, and then I'm very curious, Nick, what, uh, what you think about that. So starting from a few points. Okay, so the first thing to know, I think, is that uh, basically this AI strategy comes from a, a, um, a fully uh, developed strategic program for artificial intelligence that basically uh, outlined 24 steps uh, for Italy on how exactly to handle AI in general. Uh, both in education, public administration, and so on. And it's a plan that basically started in 2022 up to 2024. So this was uh, like a, an interesting element. Obviously, it's ever evolving, it's changing. AI is like the quickest, evo- the, the, yeah, the quickest vertical that we've seen. And so on. I guess there are a lot of adjustments to be, to be made. Um, so another point is that uh, this is uh, classified as a CVC fund in, in a few articles. So I'm, I'm curious on how exactly they, they think about it. So, uh, so uh, interesting in the fact that they want to deploy, but calling it a CVC, it's, uh, it's cool. What, uh, what is your take on that? Well, um, so it's complicated. I mean, uh, the Italian government, I am under the impression the Italian government wants to in a sense, uh, tell the world that they are investing in AI, but with the money of someone, someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you, if, you, if, you, if you go and read the article and look at the, at the press releases, so well, the, the, the economy is actually moving less than 100 million euros. Uh, there's the cybersecurity agency that's putting down 40 million something, and then there are 45 million from, uh, from someone else from the government. CDP is expected, CDP itself, itself is expected to move some, some of the capital and then the rest is from the private sector. So basically they're trying to, you know, yeah. uh, get this fund moving by leveraging a lot of uh, private investment. That's something that CDP has been doing uh, for quite a while. Um, they have some of the, some of the verticals fund, vertical funds uh, are actually um, structured this way. So at least half of mm-hmm. the capital from CDP and the government and the other half from, uh, from the industry. Um, so in, in a sense, probably labeling it a CD, C, CBC fund uh, is a way to uh, make it more um, 
palatable to, to, to corporates because basically you're telling them, you know, uh, yeah. this is a fund that will be managed according to your, your, your strategic needs in a sense. Yeah. So you're not just a capital provider, but you will have, you can expect some kind of um, uh, value, getting back some more value other than financial return, hopefully, uh, from, uh, from, from, this, from this fund. So it's, 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 it's a way to position this fund in a, in a specific way and probably it's related to uh, starting to talk into to, to potential uh, limited partners in the fund. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the full commitment is 200 million really, but uh, to get to 600 is basically by leveraging co-investors. So actually yeah. it's kind of a blend and I thought it was an interesting uh, part of the strategic uh, uh, aspect which was uh, worth mentioning. And, uh, and yeah, it definitely, it tells us a lot about sort of the, the push that they want to give, not only publicly, but also through the private sector. So I agree with you, they're making it as, as accessible and as uh, easily understandable as possible, probably. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a good point. Um, another element which obviously characterizes a lot of CDP strategies really that they're investing across uh, the different like uh, players in the VC space, so not only startups directly uh, purchasing shares, but also they're going to invest in funds, they're going to invest in accelerators and incubators, so it's really a 360 sort of strategy covering the overall uh, startup ecosystem in Italy. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's... Uh, I'm happy there is additional funding for this vertical. Uh, somehow it feels like they are reinventing the wheel again because CDP mm -hmm. has already some um, up and running funds that are specific to this vertical. So um, launching accelerators, uh, sustaining early stage investments, investing in uh, uh, in other funds, so being a fund, fund, fund of fund investments. So again, I'm very happy that there, there are more resources available. But kind of, I mean, I, I hope they decide to, to, to fit in the existing buckets and not inventing one more buckets with uh, another new mandate, uh, fragmenting the, the outcome in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, the, the latest uh, AI investment uh, out of Europe was the one uh, of the company that moved back to France later, it's like more than 100 million uh, out of nothing. Then we had uh, Mistral AI a few months back and it was hundreds of million raised by that single startup. So I mean, fragmenting resources across a uh, billion, a million different, different startups will not take us anywhere in AI in particular. I so, agree. I mean, I'm very happy on side. Uh, I hope they will not try to get another, you know, take another acceleration seed stage approach, fragmenting all the resources around across the spectrum. Yeah. And here we are again, uh, without uh, the firepower to build real infrastructure, real, real products. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. And we'll probably see. the problem is also the fact that uh, it's kind of early to uh, define buckets in AI. It's such a wide and fast moving uh, vertical. So yeah, doing uh, like managing an accelerator for AI and then a fund. And then this one is also focusing on the integration of AI with public administration. So it's another bucket. But do we really need that for like effective deployment in the, in the AI VC space? Yeah. I don't think so. I really I don't know. And investing to deploy AI in the public sector, I mean, I mean the, the verb is invest. But are we, are we sure that they're meaning capital investments? So investments in equity or are just like, you know, investments in products, services, processes, consulting. That's that we need that. But that's, you know. 
a capitalized expense, not an equity investment. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, I don't want to be too too negative about it, but um, I'm really looking forward to to the practical uh, deployment of the of the fund, and I hope that the, the good managers at CDP will 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 manage to give a more structured and clear direction to the to the funds. Uh, I mean, CDPVC has a has a clear mandate. Uh, I, I I doubt they will, you know go too much out of their, uh, their their mandate. But again, we are missing the head of CDPVC. So we don't know exactly. who's going to drive the car in the, in the next few years. So that, that will be important for all of this. I thought there are also two other points which are particularly interesting. Uh, one is very interesting and one is, uh, you know, worth thinking about. So the first one being the fact that actually a company invested through this fund will actually uh, have received support to access to public funding. So this is an extra like little step that can support actually new companies to access like new capital from uh, from the government. And that's that's cool. That's cool is like definitely helps the flow of, of money. Uh, on the other side, which uh, you know something to think about is that um, apparently there is a deep involvement uh, of the National Cybersecurity Agency in the managing so uh, that kind of stood out a little bit to me because uh, you know it's really interesting to see how exactly the government is taking it and i think it's worth thinking because it's taking obviously the, the right precaution i would say in terms of not knowing yet uh, all the branches out and second order uh, consequence of ai applied to across the sector that's like a way to sort of like uh, you know screen and have like an extra check i would say is it good or bad? We will see. Well, it's a, it's, I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, if they're thinking about it in terms of, you know, the, um, uh, the fundamental problems with AI, I mean, related to fairness, security, uh, fair use of data, stuff like that, that's an interesting choice. Uh, from the point, if, if you are, if you, are, you know, um, working on it on a foundational level though because if you're working on it on a um, operational level i mean that's all done it's just a piece of software like many others you, you cannot do much at a policy level if you're just you know using the technology not developing the technology so i mean i'm curious so in a sense it's a it's an interesting choice in the positive sense in the other in the other sense it feels like an overload of the mm -hmm. cybersecurity agency, of a lot of their their duties, their regional duties. So, again, um, I'm, I I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've got contrasted opinions about it, as you, as you can see. I'm I, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of, um, um, afraid of overloading the the, the mandate of uh, specific agencies to to, to 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 do stuff beyond their area of expertise. I mean, you've got a hammer. So everything will look like a nail, mm -hmm. right? So I don't. Good we'll see. Awesome. So let's uh, switch gear, talking about what is actually happening in companies in AI. So Focus AI optimize, optimize AI optimization startup raising 350k from CDP, Oblo, and Galaxia. So I thought it was uh, cool that you mentioned it because it's kind of a, a very interesting story on how. Uh, essentially, we have uh, like a university-born company receiving uh, money and then sort of moving down the streamline. So what we always call technology transfer in general in Italy, which is a big theme uh, 
uh, especially in Italy, not, not, I will, I mean, maybe it's called different in other countries, but definitely uh, Italian, Italian investors are very sensitive to this theme. So uh, this is interesting because Focus was born in Polytechnic of Turin. Um, and basically what they're doing, they're uh, streamlining neural networks for diverse hardware applications uh, with the particular application in aerospace. So a very, very interesting uh, application of AI. And uh, so, yeah, there are two, two elements which are interesting. One is uh, the kind of investor that are pushing the company from the university origin upward. And then the second one, which I, was, uh, I wanted to mention maybe later, is the fact that we are starting seeing what we were discussing before, which is the specialization of AI applications, both for hardware and models. So I think those are the two interesting points here. So uh, maybe starting from the first, uh, in terms of investor, I think three interesting players are at place. Of course, CDP uh, took um, like as, as a primary interesting player. Oblo is pretty interesting too, because they're basically helping uh, bridging the gap between university and early stage funding. So it's a company that provides not only advisory to startup, but also to investors and corporates. And they're, they're, they're doing like a, a very, uh, they're having a very deep focus on, on deep tech in particular. So it's a very narrow sort of specialized service provider in the VC space. Very, very interesting. Um, so uh, they are investing through a fund which I think is uh, about 40 million uh, and, which, and that fund is specifically backed by the European Investment Fund and of course the CDP. So uh, very interesting dynamic, very interesting push from the university upwards. So that's, uh, that's a good example, I would say. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, it was the only deal announced last week. Uh, so still late summer, early summer week, quite sleepy in a sense. Uh, but uh, but it is in terms of vertical. Uh, again, remember that uh, Italy is a strong country in terms of pipe of the, the entire um, value chain in the space industry. So Focus has you know has the opportunity to 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 get in touch with its natural customers in the sp aerospace industry. So I think I mean, I mean they, they they can do good good and interesting things. Um, so very nice, very nice. Tiny operation, 335,000 euros, yeah. but um, best of luck to the team going forward. And uh, sign of the... Yeah, go ahead. No, but, but, but. no, I was also thinking about the, the, the first sort of like specialization of, uh, of the deal, which is aerospace uh, and then like AI models, which essentially are crafted around you know specific hardware and uh, specific like applications. So it's very the customization of AI coming, uh, and maybe this is like one of the one of the first signs that we're seeing. I mean, aerospace has been like very active uh, in the Italian ecosystem in general, and the cross between AI and aerospace is, is probably like a, a high potential sector right now. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um... I have to say, we know uh, with the space yeah, fund, we, we, are, we are covering, yeah, we are covering that vertical. We made an investment in uh, in uh, in AI in space for autonomous missions, so that's something quite hot, I have to say. So, good timing. Awesome. All right, talking about uh, e-commerce. So, e-commerce has gained popularity since uh, you know forever, essentially since the internet like was born. 
and then uh, from there onward like uh, more and more people are getting like uh, easy access to e-commerce platform and uh, all the uh, dropshipping sort of like uh, mechanism have been in place and we what we've seen is uh, is a lot of like uh, interesting companies that are essentially simplifying the e-commerce procedure so it's just beyond i mean we're going beyond like uh, the simple platform up to sourcing up to uh, advertising and a sort of the fact of going toward maybe a one-stop shop e-commerce platform which is like immediately accessible to everyone to make money online so i think that that seems like to be the the final goal and on this on this comment uh, a very interesting dropshipping platform uh, yakio italian uh, basically it's considering an ipo uh, the, the platform had a revenue equal to about 6.5 million in 2022 with 15.2% EBITDA margin. Uh, they focus on sourcing and shipping product from China and especially like uh, through uh, you know, wholesalers in particular. And the idea is that they are focusing also into the uh, multi-channel integration. So not only with Shopify, but also with, you know, uh, giving us access, access to APIs and uh, uh, WordPress and so on and so forth. So that's, a, that's an interesting play. Dropshipping is alive, simplifying uh, e-commerce in general and uh, definitely a trend that, uh, that it's still there and moving. Yeah, yeah, good, good point. So interesting, interesting idea. Uh, uh, brave idea with the current market conditions. I mean, there are uh, fewer IPOs this year so far than, than the last in the last couple of years, of course, but you know, market conditions are not not great. Even though if you look at the statistics, statistics of the Euronext um, uh, exchange ecosystem, it looks like things are, you know, moving in a way. In a way. And the smaller markets where I believe Yakio could, um, could actually perform an IPO are still quite active. So smaller, the, 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 the junior stock exchange is still very, very, very active in, in Italy. And uh, Yakio is, comes from the um, L Venture acceleration. So they've been through uh, at least the very first steps in, um, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in you know, startup, startup launching and startup funding. And uh, and then they you know they became uh, profitable and they managed to, to, to grow organically. So um, interesting, good, good you know good 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 history from from them and the IPO could be a good good way to um, uh, get to liquidity to, to 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 you know get to maturity for the company. So yeah, nice plan. Awesome. All right, um, let's end this with the talking, by talking about golden power in Italy. So uh, just to give uh, some context, so uh, there has been a lot of discussion about the use of golden power in Italy. And uh, for the people don't, that don't know, the golden power is simply the provision that the government can use to veto uh, an investor uh, on specific investments uh, if there is like a substantial matter of national security in general. So the government basically can intervene. Uh, there are uh, a few elements to consider, so uh, basically uh, the ownership uh, of the new investor post money need to sur surpass 10% uh, and have uh, a minimum of 1 million in investments or there is uh, an ownership between 15 and 50%. 
So whenever those, either of those two conditions apply, then basically the government has 30, 45 days to actually you know, raise their hand, stop the, the investment or intervene in some sort of, uh, of ways. Uh, a lot of discussion here. Um, what is interesting is that, uh, just uh, as a reference, the last, uh, one of the latest application of the Golden Power was uh, in June 2023 with uh, Pirelli. So Pirelli essentially had a few, has a few Chinese investors and basically the government um, uh, enacted the Golden Power on the China National Tire and Rubber Corporation LTD investment uh, on the basis that actually uh, basically what Pirelli is developing is, uh, is a sensor applied to tire that essentially tracks uh, you know, data routes, uh, status of the infrastructure and uh, that's uh, considered, of course, like a matter of national security if uh, uh, this kind of cl cloud data can fall in the, in the wrong hands. So that's, uh, that's, an interesting, uh, that's an interesting provision. Definitely useful for bigger m and transaction, uh, but the real question is how does it apply in the startup ecosystem? So that's, uh, that's a big question. Few different opinions, people are sort of uh, suggesting to raise the percentage from 10 to 25%, like it happens in France. And some other people suggesting actually that the 45 days time frame is long and startup can suffer. So uh, what is your take on that, Nick? Um, well, I don't have a strong opinion about it. Uh, it's probably true that uh, the rules are quite strict currently and are fought a lot for, you know, assets such as Pirelli and other, you know, uh, strategic companies uh, the government knows that strategic and they really want and you know they really want to be able to control even small stakes movements uh, because probably they really know the way governance work in, the, in those companies but of course since they can't name them uh, the rule uh, goes uh, all out uh, and, and can be applied to everybody and of course it can be cumbersome for uh, um, for companies that are not exactly, strictly speaking, so much uh, strategic, uh, but they could be open to international investments and they could, could you know, uh, make it difficult for investors to, to fake companies to find new, new investors or um, acquirers. Um, I totally see the problem on, investment, on the investor side because, I mean, you invested, you want to uh, get to liquidity, you, you have a good deal on the table and you need to uh, A, wait, B, be uncertain on whether the deal will be, uh, will be actually completed and that's, you know, that's a problem. Uh, and I totally see that. Um, so I kind of agree that the rules should, should be, you know, um, better, better thought out, better adaptable to the, the startup yeah. system. Um, I think we haven't seen cases where these, these, these rules have been, have been applied yet because uh, there are not so many startups that have grown to a scale where it is significant, uh, it is important to take a look at what, what might be um, uh, the result of a foreign investment or acquisition. But, yeah, it feels uh, like, a, like a premature discussion, but if we look into that, actually, yeah, it's preemptive in a way. I agree with you. Maybe, maybe not, not relevant cases in, uh, 
happening in the ecosystem. Again, uh, we're a small ecosystem. We, we have a, a lot of, we put a lot of effort, but we're still yeah, like, but, but again, let's play the hypothetical, I mean, uh, not to name names, but let's play the hypothetical case. You know? we, we talked about it before. Let's, let's pick a, a company with some, you know, potential, potential in the country. Let's say an energy dome, I mean, or something similar to energy dome. So energy storage. Uh, you, you deploy energy storage all across Italy and it becomes very important to our grid. And then someone comes and say, hey, I love that company. And, you know, it's a foreign country with ruling and, you know, ways of operating that you know, can, can be potentially, um, you know, in contrast with um, the, um, uh, the expectations of the Italian energy grid. Uh, I can totally see uh, in that case the government moving and say, hey, wait a minute, let me take a look at what's going on here. But as you said, it's a bit premature, so because because we don't we don't have so many startups actually in that position in that in that phase, but it's better to talk about it now, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. So that concludes the week episode of the Weekly Italian Startup. We hope you found this update insightful. So thank you for joining us today, and until next time, see you, Nick. Ciao, Jack. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Take care. See you soon.